From the Financial Times in London, I'm Barney Thompson and this is FT News. In February 2003, London introduced a congestion charge for vehicles entering the city centre. The day it was brought in, cyclists could be heard rejoicing as they swooped round the suddenly empty streets. But it wasn't long before the cars, vans and lorries were back. And even though the charge has risen to £11.50 per day, which at current prices is $14 if you can imagine that as a New Yorker, or €13 Euros if you're from Paris or Berlin, the traffic jams are getting worse. Although the numbers of vehicles may be falling, so too have average motor vehicle speeds. So now the Greater London Assembly has been looking into alternatives to free up the streets. With me to discuss the recommendations it has made to the city's mayor is Robert Wright, the FT's transport correspondent. Robert, what is the GLA's proposal? The GLA's proposal is essentially that we should move from what it calls the blunt instrument of the congestion charge, which charges vehicles to cross a cordon into central London and just charges them once per day, to a road pricing scheme, which means basically that people would pay per mile to drive it in Greater London. Would that be better than the congestion charge? Is that likely to work? Well, I think nearly anybody who's looked at it would tend to think that that's going to be a huge improvement for the simple reason that, as the Assembly says, the congestion charge is a pretty blunt instrument. One of the things is once you've paid the congestion charge for the day, there's not much incentive not to drive around central London pretty freely. So a system that charged per mile for driving would almost certainly accelerate the very rapid fall in vehicles coming into London and moving about London that we've seen since 2003. And has it been shown to work anywhere, this kind of paper-mile system? Are there any models that we can look at and point to and say, look, that's been a success? Well, it has been introduced in a small way in the US state of Oregon. It has been used as a system for charging trucks in some parts of continental Europe. And I think we can see from the blunt instrument of the congestion charge that market price signals work. Since 2000, the number of vehicles entering central London has fallen 20%. People did stop driving into central London when the market price was there. So a more complex signal would almost certainly be far more effective. So we should operate on a full disclosure system here and tell people listening that you are a cycling champion and that you cycle to work and press conferences and interviews and so forth. From your view from the saddle, what's it like in London? Has it got better for cyclists and worse for cars? Has it become completely intolerable now for the white van men who charge around the city? Well, I was away for four years in New York until last July. And what I spotted is every day I cross Southwark Bridge, the street outside our offices here, to go and buy a pie on the other side of the street. And before I left for New York, the barrier used to be speeding vehicles heading towards the city of London. And now many days I find I'm picking my way between vehicles in a traffic jam because the traffic is backed up all the way across the bridge. And really what's striking about that traffic jam is actually in central London, only 18% of the traffic on a weekday now is private cars. It's now vans, it's trucks, they're going to building sites. And for these people, you can see the frustration on people's faces, which is, is understandable because they can't get to the job they're going to do. So it is a serious problem, yes. But on the other hand, for cyclists, it's got a lot better. You now have dedicated, segregated cycle lanes. It's become a much improved city, at least in the centre. Well, there is a huge amount of controversy about this, and it is much debated how much the removal of some road space to hand to cyclists has exacerbated the congestion. But certainly one of the contributors to congestion has been a long-term strategy to take space 
away from motor vehicles and hand it to walkers and cyclists. And that many people describe as a strategy of building the city around people rather than around cars. And I think whatever your views about cycling and walking and so on, it makes the place more pleasant. And the London Assembly says that should continue. The issue is that in that period, and particularly more recently, the capacity of the road network has fallen. And that's because we've been doing good things that we've been talking about here, we've been giving space to pedestrians, giving space to cyclists. There have been other things that have been happening. There's been building work, we've been replacing sewers. All these things have cut the capacity of the road network. And this is why one now needs to do something more sophisticated to tackle the issue of congestion. What about its effect on pollution? Because it's something of a hot topic at the moment, air quality in London. Well, it's an interesting point because... The question is, which are you seeking to tackle? Now, clearly, congestion at the moment with often diesel-powered motor vehicles that we've got running around in central London is bad. When vehicles are sitting in queues spewing out fumes, that undoubtedly concentrates their air pollution to some extent. But one of the issues here is that for years people have been trying to tackle the pollution and so exempting some electric vehicles and so on from the congestion charge. So actually there's not a straightforward relationship You need to charge for taking up the road space and probably charge separately for polluting. And the thinking about this has not always been clear. What about the rest of the UK? Are the problems very different and are different solutions needed? Well, in central London, private cars make up only 18% of the traffic. In much of the rest of the UK, it's, I think, probably around 90% or something like that. And a vast majority of trips in the UK are by private car, which is absolutely not the case in central London. So the problems are very different. However, it remains the fact that congestion is getting worse in much of the UK. And the reasons for that aren't hard to see. Cars are getting more fuel efficient. Fuel prices have been falling. The government has frozen fuel duty. A lot of vehicles are now exempt from vehicle excise duty. So people respond to price signals. And the price signal at the moment is if you're going somewhere probably a good idea to go by car. So this is something that the whole of the UK needs to think about. At the moment, charges for road use in the UK are through fuel duty. You're charging people per litre of fuel, and that is going to become ever less efficient. As vehicles use less fuel per mile, the amount of duty you get for every mile driven is dwindling. And sooner or later, somebody's going to have to do something about that. The worry for politicians, of course, is that it's probably going to be somebody who loses their job at the next election. But I think this report only underlines that this is a long-term challenge and somebody's going to have to grasp this nettle eventually. My thanks to the two-wheeled Robert Wright. And for more coverage of all forms of transport, please visit www.ft.com.